Praise the Lord. And welcome to IHAP Podcast. IHAP, I have a testimony. Hosted by me, Reverend Mario Inaira. The podcast is shares and goes over testimonies from the people of God. So join me as I speak with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that have influenced me and my Christian walk and see just how far God has brought us. Listen and be inspired and motivated by God's work in the lives of His people, by His grace and through His Word. again for joining us for another session of IHOP podcast and I feel very honored to have with me today uh, a friend in the ministry um, brother Jairo Torres uh, over Skype and he'll be talking to us today and sharing his testimony and what God is doing from in his life God bless you brother Jairo thank you for being here today thank you brother Mario for uh, for having me and uh, again thank you for the privilege and uh, giving me a few moments to uh, you know share and speak to you and and uh, thank you Oh, the pleasure's all mine, brother, for sure. And, um, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the intro, it's just, uh, you know, I consider you a friend in the ministry. And I I think that's very important to have because, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we go through stuff and and a lot of people can understand what we're going through. And sometimes even our own wives, we can only share so much, you know, with them. But before we get into all of that, you know, ministry and family and everything else, uh, you know, what's going on, uh, share with me, brother. How did this all start for you? Where did where did this walk with God start with you, sir? You know, Brother Mario, uh, I think a lot of uh, the people that we know, uh, we grew up in church. Mm. We were born and we were raised in the church. Uh, but there had to come a day where you had to decide, or myself, or uh, anyone who can relate, uh, that we will, we've chosen to follow God. The church was born in us. We were raised in the church. We went to services, Sunday school, and we knew exactly how uh, church really went but it wasn't until the day we, we when we decided this is the day that i'm going to give my life to the lord and i'm going to allow him to grow in me and be part of me and follow him um so i would say it was when i was 14 or 15 at a junior camp where the lord spoke to me and um uh having gone through some 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 issues um uh with you know depression and uh, loneliness and really trying to figure out who I was in Christ mm. is where it all began um, when I was 14 or 15 at a junior camp. Wow. So so that young, even feeling uh, th- those, those symptoms of depression, share with me a little bit more about that. You know, at a very young age, and, and uh, I've, I've been fortunate and blessed to have a very supporting family, and they always have been very supportive. But, um, you know, the enemy loves to... Um, he exactly knows where your struggles at. Mm. Uh, he knows your weaknesses. And uh, at a very young age, I um, I wasn't sure who I was in Christ. And my family loved me. I, I, I could honestly say that um, I didn't lack any love or any support. Mm. But deep inside of me, in, inside of my heart, I felt like I had no one to turn to. Mm. I felt as though I had no identity, as though I had no purpose in life. And, uh, you know, once you give... Uh, some ground to the enemy. The enemy will just go ahead and uh, take advantage of the situation, and, and he did. Mm. Um, and many times, I, I contemplated suicide. I remember one of the oh. nights um, being in my room, and I had a knife with me. I, I had taken a knife from the kitchen, and I brought it in my room. I locked the door, and I was crying out, and oh. I was, I was asking God if you exist, if this is really 
what you want from me. If you really exist and you really called me like so many people have declared over my life, mm-hmm. I need you to do something. And I need you to intervene because this knife is going to go straight into my torso. And mm-hmm. this possibly can't be the last day of my life. I could end my life right here and then. And it, for anyone who's felt depression mm-hmm. or loneliness, there is, I believe, and maybe because I haven't felt any other um, uh, feelings like being alone. Mm-hmm. When your house is surrounded, when you're loved, when people uh, uh, say great things about you, your family, but yet you feel so alone, mm-hmm. it's one of the worst feelings in, in the world that, that I've ever experienced. And if it wasn't by, by the grace of God, oh, um, I would be six feet under right now. Um, my parents would be visiting me in my tomb wow. um, at the graveyard. Um, I wouldn't have the family that I have now, my yeah. wife, my daughter, and our uh, our baby to come. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's amazing what God does in your life when you just submit and, and you render. When you have nothing else to lose, mm-hmm. nothing else to give, the Lord gives you hope. He yeah. gives you a new identity, gives you direction, and gives you like this light that, that it's unexplainable. Yeah. He takes you out of darkness and sets you on a rock that not even the enemy can come in and shake Amen. the ground that you've been put on. It's amazing, Brother Mario. Yes. And I, I, I will never forget what he has done for me because it was only he yes. who could have done something so great to save not only from depression but from suicide. Yes. And I can tell you the Lord has just taken us, uh, myself, my family, and in, in, in the journey that... Uh, only God can explain. Amen. Oh wow, brother, that that's 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 awesome. I mean, and you just you said something that's very impactful. Besides everything you mentioned, is that once you give room to the devil, you right. know, once you just give that little foothold, mm-hmm. and, and and no matter what was around you, like you mentioned, you were surrounded by love and family, but it was still that emptiness. It almost reminds me of, you know, you're screaming at the top of your lung, but no one can really hear what's what's going on with you yeah it's like a silent scream when those when you wake up from those bad dreams at night or something and and yeah that's that that's how the 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 enemy likes to to work in the people you know through fear and 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 through lies obviously you know through lies Uh, so growing up you mentioned you had a family that loved around you so it's, it's pretty much uh, your family that you're around growing up apostolic also your parents or your brothers sisters or How's that dynamic for you, brother? Yeah, growing up, uh, yeah, my parents were involved in um, not so much in ministry, but mm-hmm. uh, in serving uh, in, in either with the women or the men. Mm-hmm. Um, my two brothers, younger brothers, and early on, I, I learned to serve. Uh, we learned to go to church and 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 serve in whatever way we we could. Um, and so I, I always felt that support. But uh, for anyone who's ever felt lonely, um, mm-hmm. you can relate. How deep you get into into loneliness mm. it's a very dark hole and everything around you could be loving could be uh could be um uh thriving mm-hmm. um you could have every possession in the whole world but deep inside of your heart you feel like you have nothing wow. like you're worthless and there's nothing really to look forward to when in reality there's so much to look forward to Amen. and so we had good dynamics um just like any family in america or or around the world no family is perfect sure but but uh i definitely had that support but the enemy didn't allow me to see that he yeah. only, he uh he allowed me to see really um darkness mm-hmm. and loneliness 
and uh, really no hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it was a good dynamic. Um, it's just I didn't see it. Yeah, I, I was seeing it from the dark point of view. Sure. And then so comes that junior camp when you were 14 years old, and, mm-hmm. and and I just imagine God doing something, you know, for you. You're experiencing something in your life, you know, and, and God doing something at junior camp. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really gives me goosebumps just to hear that, that, you know, <coughs> God did something to break through, you know, that depression and that darkness to, to show out, to show his light. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I have many camp experiences, and, and my wife and I actually yesterday were talking about the glory of God. You know, have you ever, have you ever seen the glory of God? And and we talk about you know how it's not a fog, but you can almost see like a cloud coming in, and, and you know, and, and God just being able to work and minister and and just set people free, right? You know, yeah, right. yeah. So, it, 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 and and that's uh, you know, what's so powerful about about going to camp is mm-hmm. that um, a lot of young people, at least when I went, mm-hmm. even youth camp, uh, you go and you submit. If you really go with that that mindset. Yeah. You submit everything that you have because you really have nothing else, really to go for, and and you go with that mindset that all right, this is my week to be delivered. This is my week to receive from you to see your glory and see yeah. what you're all about. Um, because I'm going through this, I'm going through that. I'm trying to figure out who I am in you, who I am in life. Yeah. And, and I'm here to surrender everything with, with a bunch of young people who can probably relate, who can probably, who probably come with the same. Uh, 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 um, skeletons in their closets, yeah. the same problems, the same issues, um, and it's beautiful to see young people united mm-hmm. and and see the chains be broken in yeah. one night in the course of a week. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's just I'm just thinking back of when um, when it all happened to me and yeah. and my my freedom mm-hmm. when my freedom came to me and uh, you know it's. It's it's I'm getting teary eyed just <laughs> thinking about where I where I've been and where I've yeah. come from and where I'm at now and it's it's by the grace of God. Oh man, brother, amen. And and you know I, I remember those camps, brother. You initially everyone gets there and they're everyone's packing up in the back. Yeah. And by the second third day, I mean everyone doesn't even sit down anymore. Everyone's standing at the altar, you know, because right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just awesome. You know, it's awesome feeling. So, uh, being fourteen, brother, uh, and then getting baptized, giving your life to God. You mentioned you you made it. You had to make up your own mind. You made up your mind after you received yeah. that freedom. What what were the, some of the challenges of being a young person that you remember being baptized at that age at fourteen? What was something that stuck out? And I, I think one of the challenges is that it, I think it happens a lot. A lot of mm. people think that once you get baptized, everything's going to change. Yeah. You know, your problems will go the way, you're not going to have any issues, it's going to be like a walk in the meadows, yeah. and, and it's not really the, the case. Um, the, the Lord will, will probably test your faith, mm. the enemy will be out to get you mm-hmm. and try to uh, make you fall in, in, in any way, shape, or form, especially through your weaknesses, through the things that you left behind. Yes. He, will try to remember, uh, he, he will try to remind you of who you were mm-hmm. and try to get you to go back to that. So that's where some of the challenges, because you go back to school, you have the influences, <laughs> you have the peer pressure, yes. and uh, uh, in you, you have this conviction, you, you've given your, your life to the Lord. But you you still have peer pressure knocking at your door, and and that was the biggest challenge is is walking in faith yeah. and saying I'm not who I was this Sunday I got baptized on Monday I'm a whole different person I'm walking in in a different mindset and yeah. I think that's a lot of the challenges that I faced yeah. growing up is the peer pressure 
and try not to be molded to the world, but mm. be molded to what God wanted me to be in in my new journey with Him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and and you know, in in that, w- w- did you have some strong mentors around you, brother? You can remember, or just uh, t- that uh, that support. Who, who who would stick out in your mind? Or uh, early on, I think a few years after that, um, not maybe not too long after that, but even my own youth pastors, uh, uh, brother. Uh, he's now a pastor, Pastor Sergio Munoz. He was our youth pastor back in the day. And mm-hmm. then um, Pastor Joel Garcia, who, who's in Tucson now, he was a great mentor um, early on in the ministry, right before, um, um, you know, everything really picked up for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would go to the prison uh, up in, I think, Buckeye or near oh, wow. uh, Hilaven. And uh, it was maybe a 45-minute drive, and, and, this, and this man would just speak word. He would just mentor me and, and speak positive and, uh, and influential yeah. words into my life. And um, that really helped me out. My, 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 even my own pastor now, who's our pastor, Pastor Eddie Iglesias, um, he's always been um, – uh, he's like an open-door policy. You mm. can really sit down with him, and you can – either talk theology you can talk uh the justice system and and, <laughs> and he will he and he will just uh speak uh openly uh, mm-hmm. about either theology or anything and uh these men have been um a huge huge uh support for me mm-hmm. um and even at camp your own counselors um I, there's a lot of them i don't remember their names sure. I, was, I was so young but um my own counselors and directors um have molded me into who I am yeah. to to some degree. Oh yeah, uh, and I think that's something uh, you know, like you know, when you think about that, it's something I know that you'd probably encourage, and and I would encourage for people to see. I mean, no matter what age group, either young person, junior, uh, someone, a Dorca, varon, find right. find that mentor. Right. Yeah, right. find that mentor that has, that has same mentality. And same thought that you want to please God and that you want to serve God the best you can. Uh, and, and even in the ministry, like I said, because sometimes as ministers, uh, you know, something could be overwhelming some of the things that, you know, that's happening in the church or things that you're going through yourself. And, and you just need to bounce stuff off of people. You know, you need to. You really do. <laughs> yeah, off of godly people that, that are going to direct you and point you the right direction. So yeah, I, I think that's really important. You know, either being a mentor or seeking someone to uh, to help you mentor. You know, through throughout this walk. Um, so uh, so again, you're 14, and then as you're getting older, then you have these mentors in your life that kind of instructed you. And and when did you feel that calling, brother? When uh, to to serve in the ministry, or um, did they kind of ask you first and then you prayed about it or is it kind of, you had the calling and it kind of happened for you or how did that work out for you? I, I you know, after, you know, going through the whole depression mm-hmm. and being freed from that and you know, you still struggle, you still sure. try to keep, um, keep firm in what the Lord, um, you know, declared, uh, over your life. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, a few years, maybe 17, 16, uh, at a youth camp where I said, Lord, here I am. Um, I don't want to be uh, someone who does doesn't do anything. Um, I, I know that there, there's a lot that you want to do with me. Mm-hmm. If you saved me from that depression, from all of that, you, you're telling me that there's something greater for me, mm-hmm. and I'm ready for it. I whether it's anything that you want, I'm available to you. And initially, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to sing. I uh, wanted to you know tear it up and and, <laughs> and, and, and hit those high keys or high notes and. And just bring the house down through worship. 
And yeah. um, uh, that, that really wasn't what the Lord had in mind. Um, and I remember at a camp, um, all I remember is lead my people, just lead. I, mm. Those are the words that I heard. And I said, Lord, that's fine. If you want me to lead, I will lead. I don't know how to. I don't know uh, if there's a manual, if, if there's if there's uh, what it's going to be like. But if you want me to lead, I will. And I had no idea what that meant mm-hmm. at that time until the Lord uh, placed me in leadership, in administration, in my local church, and then in the district. And um, and that's really where it all began. And, and I didn't realize that. Um, I had it in me, you know, mm. you, you, you say you're available to the Lord, but then the Lord will take you, will take your word for it. Mm-hmm. If you're really, uh, at his, um, uh, you're there to serve, yeah. uh, the Lord will, will put you where he wants yeah. to, and he will equip you with people, with resources through the word, through the Holy spirit. Uh, and he will guide you. Um, and it wasn't until I think it was, I was 22 and the Lord, uh, the Lord, I'm sorry, my pastor, um, he called me into his office, and it was him and the associate pastor, who is now my pastor. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, "We wanna, we wanna set you aside for the ministry." <laughs> and uh, you know, it kind of hit me like a like a ton of bricks. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, uh, "You're you're kidding, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're you're. This is a joke. <laughs> you're joking, right? You're um, April Fools." Or, <laughs> or, you know. Um, and they were very serious about it. I said, "We we wanna use you in the, for the ministry." <laughs> And uh, we see the potential that you have. We see that you've, uh, you know, maintained with a good testimony. You've, um, you, you've been serving in the church, and, and we want to set you aside. And and that's really where it all began. And and and, and it's almost it's very surreal mm-hmm. because coming from where I came mm-hmm. from and the things that the, the lies of the enemy mm-hmm. and the things that used to surround me for so long. It was almost hard to believe instantly that the Lord really had this in mind because how could someone who had gone through so much could be called to be a minister, wow. someone who can preach, someone who can lead uh, with the uh, with the greater responsibility? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it was just very surreal, and I couldn't believe that I was even considered for to serve to yeah. serve the congregation, the church, in, in that in that way. So. It was uh, it was maybe when I was 22, 23 maybe, when I was pulled into the office and it, they just laid it on, they laid <laughs> it all down for me and uh, and uh, it just continued to, to grow from there and the Lord continued open opening doors and and and, and really just um, ministering in my life mm-hmm. um, around that time I would say it was 22, 23. <laughs> Well, and brother, just listening to, to you speak, it, it reminds me so much of why I like to hear you speak and, and why I like talking with you because, you know, you, you have, you, know, you talk about ministering and you talk about being called a minister. And, and, and one of the things you keep saying is to serve and to serve and to serve. And, and that's the idea, brother. And that's awesome when you realize what that responsibility or what that calling is, is to serve. You know, to serve. You know, when Jesus spoke to, to Peter, he says, Do you love me? He said, Yes, yeah, feed my sheep. He yeah. said, in other words, yeah. you know, serve, you know, serve. Uh, so what, what would you counsel young people that, that want to get into ministry? Because I remember growing up and, and people, all they talked about was the, the preaching, you know, or the, right. the, notoriety, the notoriety that maybe comes attached to, you know, preaching or being in certain <laughs> positions. But I also remember having my pastor who would call me and, I, you know, on a Sunday, and I was like, he's going to ask me to preach. He's going to be an MC. 
and he would say, "You gotta go clean. Can you? You gotta clean the restrooms." He didn't say, "Could you?" He said, "Go clean the restrooms." <laughs> you know, before church starts, or go turn on the AC. You know, and yes, pastor, whatever. And it was just that that attitude. You know, it was just that attitude. Well, what do you counsel usually young young men that are interested or seeking that? You know, the the ministry or 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 they just ask you about it. What's usually your what do you what do you usually counsel them? Whatever direction the Lord takes you or mm-hmm. whatever direction you want to go in, it all stems back from serving. Mm. If you know how to serve, if you know oh. how to love and and, 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 and um, take care of the Lord's people, mm-hmm. then I think you're off to a good start. And I always tell um, any young men or women who who need counseling, mm-hmm. is that it all stems from from serving. The Lord said, "I have not come to be served, but mm-hmm. to serve and give my life a ransom for many." Yes. And that is the premise of His ministry: is the fact that He He didn't come with that mentality, being being the great I am, being the King of Kings. Mm-hmm. He made Himself just like you and I in mm-hmm. in, in in a flesh form, and He wasn't asking for anyone to come and and and, and cater to him and 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 uh worship him and 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 recognize him for who he was all he came was to to serve yes. and, and he did it through healing through delivering through restoration to uplifting yes. and if you want to get into ministry or any kind of ministry mm-hmm. you first have to learn how to serve mm. because it, it's it's in serving with the lord teaches you that it's not about you mm-hmm. but it's about him and it's about his people and you learn to be selfless you learn to be loving and caring because serving you serve the people you serve those who are perhaps going through a lot like mm-hmm. what i have been through through what other people are going through and the lord will teach you that um this is my people and like you said like how he said to peter do you love me then yeah. then, then then i want you to care for for my people for yeah. my flock for those who who are needing of me, yeah. and, and that's what I would counsel: is it uh, be available to serve in whatever area. Mm-hmm. Do not be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Do not pick and choose what you want. Let the Lord guide you, mm-hmm. and 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 in everywhere He takes you, you're only building a foundation mm-hmm. for your ministry, for what your 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 calling is. Yes. And um and so everything that you do, the Lord is just He's building you up, He's equipping you, preparing you for. For for the next chapter in your life, yes. for the next for the next thing in your ministry, um, and I've, I, that's what I, I've been taught. And yeah. and brother Mario, I, I can say with all of my heart that, um, and for the honor and glory of God, is yes. that uh, that the Lord um, uh, through serving has has allowed me to um, serve in, in in different ways mm-hmm. that I never imagined. Um, and that's all the Lord wants. He doesn't yeah. want you to have it together. He doesn't want you to <laughs> present any credentials to him. All he wants is that you're willing to serve and yeah. he'll take it from there. No, that that's, but I'm, I'm, you know, just the, the word that you're speaking in, it seems like it just kind of fits my life too. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I remember those Saturday nights vacuuming the church, you know, for the next day and mm-hmm. kind of thinking, my goodness, there's gotta be other people here that can do this too. <laughs> But the the just scripture kept coming to my mind, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when you do something, don't do it unto men, but do it as unto God for God's honor right. and glory. And then I always remember too, when you're faithful in the little things, God will bless right. you in the greater things. So right. that kind of just settled in my mind, and then I would just start singing songs or quoting scriptures, 
and, and just to kind of calm the fl- <laughs> you know kind of calm the flesh a little bit because right. yeah it's saturday night like i said and i was like i could be doing something different but you know just do it all unto the honor and the glory of god and, and one of the things that you were just mentioning brother it, it when you do that god will begin to open doors because i remember they would put me to preach you know for sector services sometimes as a young man and and I was, I would tell the pastor, you know, I have no business. Like, I'd rather hear you preach. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it's just getting out of your own way and just trusting God. Right. You know, that God's going to give you the ability to do these things. And, and yeah, it it's just awesome what God can do. And, again, it's all for his honor and his glory because, you know, those are things that God has allowed us to participate in for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so... Um, uh, so, you know, we, we come to the, the place, again, just kind of backtracking, because I love how this works out, you know, again, going through that depression, you know, being redeemed, or being freed at 14 there at camp, and then being baptized in Jesus' name, and ultimately as a young man being uh, called to the ministry, and then being ordained, and, and just seeing God just work through your life this whole time, you know, like you said, like you mentioned earlier, from that 14-year-old young man, you know, in depression, right. you know, dealing with depression, and then uh, not only are you, you know, you're ministering, but then you you meet the love of your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is that something, bro, you ever, like, how can I say, just imagined for yourself or, or ever thought of or what, what <laughs> how did that work out for you, brother? I, uh, you know, um, I, I wasn't really uh, interested in getting married at a very young age. I said, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably think about it when I'm 25. Okay. Um, I said, I want to enjoy my youth and, and go out and, and uh, go to conventions sure. and, and district activities and whatnot and stay as busy as I could mm-hmm. because I know that marriage, uh, well, I didn't know, but based on, you know, advice and sure. counseling, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think any young person who, uh, who, you know, wants to date or wants to uh, pursue a relationship should do it with the intention of getting married. Yes. Um, uh, it's, it's what got us, God established for our lives is to be married to, for one man and one woman to become one and raise a family and, and, and so forth and, and have that com- companion, have that help that, uh, that the Lord has for, um, for, uh, for both. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, uh, I was in, uh, I was in New York and, uh, it was Valentine's day and you know you see everyone hugging and <laughs> kissing and and just being affectionate with each other yeah. and uh i had gone with a group of friends and we were heading back to um we were staying in washington dc and we took a charter bus one of those chinese charter bus that were very affordable back then <laughs> um and in on our on my way back on our way back i said to the lord you know lord i think i'm ready for for marriage um i i believe that i've i've committed my life to serving and helping and 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 i think i know where i'm at now in Mm -hmm. my life and and if it's your will then if you want to send her on um then i'm available Mm -hmm. i'm 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 ready for marriage not dating not fooling around not trying to figure out where this is going to go i I wanted to get married i want to settle down and 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 start a family Mm -hmm. and uh and 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 four or five days later at a district service comes walking my, my 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 wife or my well, Maribel back then was just a young lady from mm-hmm. California that I've never met. I had no idea who she was. And Brother Mario, believe me or not, and I know that uh, the Lord works differently with a lot of people sure. and in their love lives. But the minute I saw her, and there was a Glendale church. Um, I don't know. If, have you been to Glendale? There's this cute long hallway. Yes. 
right next to the bathroom to the entrance. Mm-hmm. She was walking um, towards the sanctuary. I was going to the restroom because I was going to lead worship that evening. Um, and here she comes with her cousin who used to live here in Arizona. And uh, I see her and in my spirit, in my soul, I kid you not. It start, it, it's almost like it was just jumping around. It was just doing uh, jumping jacks. <laughs> and in my soul, in my heart, I knew that this young woman mm-hmm. was going to be my wife. I knew that I was going to marry her. Wow. I, I, I had no other sign other than what I felt in my heart and in my soul. And um, and sure enough, I, I've got to know her. I Back then, it was MySpace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she only went for one night, and I stalked her <laughs> on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we became friends, and we, we talked for a while. And, and uh, <coughs> after nine months of getting to know each other mm-hmm. and, and speaking over the phone and kind of doing the whole Skype, but on Yahoo, yeah. getting to know each other, um, we started um, dating, but with the purpose that we would want to get married, that we wanted yes. to get married. And the thing is that she didn't want any relationships mm. uh, to begin with. She was not interested. But I said, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, looking for anything other than your friendship, mm-hmm. and we'll and we'll go from there." Mm-hmm. I just want you to be open to a friendship. Um, and she said, "I'll give you that. Uh, I, I can give you that." I said, "I'm not interested in you right now, but I'll give you my friendship, and we can get to know each other." I said, "That's fine. I'm, That's I'm awesome. not in a rush. <laughs> um, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not here to, uh, you know." Um, become a, a burden to you mm-hmm. but i just want to get to know you and little by little the lord works you know he, he works what he needs to do and sure. and uh, uh the lord began to work in our hearts and um after two years of, of courting and and, and kind of committing ourselves to the lord and, and and saying hey this is what we want when to mm-hmm. get married and if uh we get your approval and it and if it's part of your will then we're ready to enter into marriage and and that's something that uh, that I had I had um, brother Mario b- before all of this. I never thought that I would get married mm-hmm. because of the depression that, no. that I had because there was this 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 um, this um, this dark darkness back then no. that I was worthless. That I would mm-hmm. never really accomplish anything in my life, no. much less marriage something so sacred, something so beautiful, mm-hmm. and something so. Um, great that the yeah. lord really he's the one who established marriage yeah i never thought that i would ever reach that but the lord um it just again to show you that he works in such yes. mysterious ways and he really has a plan for every every area of your life yes. and if you commit your plans to the lord uh it would all it's all going to work out in your favor because it is he who's guiding your life it is he who's taking you in whatever direction he wants yes. you to and uh, I'm married to an amazing woman who loves God, who balances me, who sees the best in people, who loves Him, um, regardless of, of what they've been through. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm a better man because of oh, because of her. That's awesome, brother. Oh, that that's 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 awesome to hear. And thank you so much for sharing that, bro. It's, you know, it kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, God's faithfulness. Yeah, it's true. You know. You, you give God your, your desires and your dreams, and you serve Him, and He's going to be faithful to honor that. You know, He's right. going to be all. Because I remember uh, serving as uh, one year, I got to serve as a district treasurer for the for the AZ Messengers of Peace, uh, and um, I remember as, as I was there at the youth camp, uh, there at the campgrounds, everyone seemed to be getting younger, and I was getting older. And I said, God, <laughs> and I said, God, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to come to youth camps anymore. And it's not that I don't want to be a part of anything, but I go I just. 
I go, Lord, I'm going to serve you the best as I can. And I'm just going to ask you, by the time I'm 25, if you want to honor me, you know, this request, that would be awesome. You know, I want to be married by then. And it was just something that I prayed, brother, and I never thought about it. I just put it back in the back burner. And I remember meeting uh, my wife there at youth camp. But it was different, brother, because I, I felt the same way that, you know, this is, to me, in my mind, we're already walking down the aisle. But right. I didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't even know who I was. She didn't know who I was. But I already pictured us walking down the aisle. And and you're right. We we would uh, talk. Uh, you know, we'd have a cell phone and we would call each other. And and uh, I, I told her, you know what? I, I I want you to know the reason that I, I want to speak with you, or the reason I'm I'm talking to you, because you know um, I want to be more. You know, I want to court you. I want to be more than than you know boyfriend girlfriend kind of thing. And she goes, whoa, can we be friends first? And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's get to know each other first. But I just wanted her to know my purpose. You know, like you were mentioning, I wanted to let her know, you know, my intent and, and my purpose. And I wasn't, you know, just going to be talking to her just to, you know, mess around or anything. And the day that I was getting uh, ready, I was putting my tux on, brother, and I was in my hotel room and I was looking in the mirror, you know, just kind of straightening myself out a little bit. And it, a voice, just a still voice in my head, just reached, uh, just spoke out and said, "You're 25. You're 25." <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just want, I just started crying, like I, I was just crying in the room, and and I just started praising God, thanking Him for His mercy, His goodness, and His grace, because I was, God was honoring my request. I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about it till I was there, and He's like, "You're 25." I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> You know, and, and, and uh, Brother Mario, exactly what you said, yeah. what happened to me and my wife is I said, because we were long distance, I yeah. said, I'm asking for your number. And if I'm calling you or texting you is because I, I don't want to be a creeper. I, <laughs> I, I want you to know my intentions. Sure. I'm interested in you. And, 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 um, and you know, she, and clearly she said, I'm not interested in yeah. you, but, but we can be friends. Sure. And I'll give you that. I said, that's fine. We can. We can do that, and uh, and then you said that you were twenty five, and, yeah. and and the, the you know the uh, the Lord you know or spoke to you and said you're twenty five, and yeah. you rejoiced, and I told the Lord I I don't want to get married before twenty five, and I was I think I just had turned twenty seven, oh. um, so it was it was it just everything just lined yeah. up, you know, in God's way, yeah. and uh, and thinking about it and and just reminiscing and hearing you out yeah. um it, it's it's amazing how the lord really listens to your prayers and, and if, if if you lay him before yeah. him um he will honor them if yeah. you honor him he'll honor you and, and and i i can say i there's no other way i couldn't even imagine this yeah. because uh, it, it it was all the hand of god yes amen bro. and and i kind of grew up uh, kind of in the same it wasn't so much a depression, but it was, you know, my, you know, growing up by my self-esteem was always so low because my dad would, you know, always tell me how worthless I was or, you know, just having that and never, and it's interesting, brother, because when you're in those times like of depression or anxiety or, or you're, you're just getting your self-esteem, you know, you're just getting put down. Right. I mean, that's really all you can see. That's all the, the paint or the colors that right. you can see, you know, when you look outside, you don't see brightness, you don't see joy or happiness like you were mentioning it's just that's the way your palette now is painted right and, and that's kind of the the outline of the story that you feel like you're going to follow like this is all that's it for me so why even right. why even continue on but when god breaks those chains or god introduces himself to that our situation and he breaks that it's just like it's just like like he's there to give us life 
Right. And that's essentially that's what he did for us. He gave us life, you know. Right. Yeah. So, oh, brother, it's just awesome to to kind of hear that and and kind of it's almost along the same lines, you know. Right. Obviously different, but the one common thing is just that God and God is good, <laughs> and He is always good. Oh and, yes, really. Yeah. And uh, you, you just I, there's no words to describe uh, it. You know, you you try to describe the best way you can. Yeah. Um, but it, it all goes back to God is good, and, yes, and we're here by the grace of God. Yes, and that's the only reason why. Yeah, Amen, brother. So, um, so now what, uh, you're there with Pastor Eddie Iglesias, and um, that second West Phoenix, correct? Correct. West Phoenix. All right. So you're ministering out there right now. Um, what are What are some things God? Well, you mentioned you're going to be uh, having an addition to the family. So obviously God is working in that way. Yeah. What <laughs> What else do you feel, brother, that God is doing right now for you in your life? What are some things? You know, um, we had been, uh, I had been serving in the district for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And uh, and so um, I, I knew that, that the time had come for, for me to, for my, my time was up with the district. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there was, there was uh, young men and young women who, are very much equipped to take over and really take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, with Pastor Eddie coming on board, uh, he came on board at the end or almost to the end of my term. And so I said, Lord, you know, I, I've been wanting to serve locally to mm-hmm. be more active because we, we got to travel and and, and, and uh, do a lot of activities for the youth. And that took up a lot of my time. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to focus on, on the local church, uh, the local work there. And, um, and the Lord, sure enough, um, he has it. He we started working uh, with the church as a general secretary there uh, at, at our church uh, at the beginning of January, uh, and we still stay a little active with the young people mm-hmm. um, uh, here and there um, whenever they they need uh, any assistance, and, mm-hmm. and and even in the district. Um, but mostly, our, our focus and our work is the local the local church supporting our pastor, his vision, mm-hmm. um, and and he's even though he's been a pastor. Uh, for quite a few years, he's he's um, he's just really he's going to be under he's under a year mm-hmm. at West Phoenix, and a lot of things have changed ever since he left. Mm-hmm. And now that he's back, that they installed him as a pastor, so um, getting a hold of the vision and really backing him up mm-hmm. in what he wants to do, primarily with the young people. Um, um, his focus is retaining young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our our um, our churches are losing a lot of young people yeah. to to different to the world, really. Um, to different things, influences, and his focus is really a lot on the young people. So we're helping him in that area um, and helping him with, with families. Um, if you have a healthy family, you have a healthy church. Yes. And um, so little by little, uh, you know, with vision, with revamping, with kind of uh, making changes, it can't happen all at once. Yeah. It, 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 you know, you kind of progressively um, uh, work ahead and, and, and you accomplish uh in, in small steps mm-hmm. and and God continues to reveal what he wants to do and so we're backing up our pastor uh, more than ever uh, and, and that's exciting because I, I I felt for a while and not that that it was a bad thing or that I regret working with the young people mm-hmm. but for for a while that was our focus and we had a great time yeah. we did exactly what we we could uh, with, with uh, whatever was in our reach mm-hmm. um, and the resources we had and now you know we we let sister Becky take over and then she's doing a phenomenal job yes. and and we're able to focus on on our local church so that's exciting and yeah. we just look forward to what the Lord's gonna do under 
Pastor Eddie and his leadership, and um, we're here to back him up and, and support him in, in other um, in teaching. We've yeah. been teaching and and um, uh, and but really kind of getting the uh, administrative aspect of mm-hmm. of our church um, squared away. Yeah. All right, well that, that that that's definitely going to keep you busy. Yeah. You know, being, being involved that way, and and obviously with the family, and and I think you made a really good point again, where you know you have healthy families, or you have strong. I mean, you have families that worship at home; they're going to worship at church. Right. You have families right. that pray at home; they're going to pray at church. So, uh, it, it's interesting how sometimes in the things of God, we always want it flipped around. Like, make me pray at church, so I can pray at home, and that's what the. <laughs> right. that's a, yeah, you know, help me be faithful at at church, and then I'll be faithful at home. And it just flipped. It's really the other way around. What, what are you doing in between those times, you know, of, of going to church? Right. So, yeah. So, brother, it, thank you so much again for sharing everything that you did. Um, it's just it's just amazing. Again, and just kind of flashing back a little bit as the conversation went on, and how God has just been in your life, and and, and but just doing things, and and that He's continue to do things uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. So. Um, so yeah, brother, please keep us in your prayers, my family. We're going to keep your family in your prayers. It grows there and continue to be strong. And I pass along, uh, you know, greetings to your wife and, and to your daughter there. And, yeah. and um, brother, our prayers are just with you. And God bless you. Thank you so much again for being, being with me today. Thank you, Brother Mario, for the opportunity. And uh, we'll be praying that the Lord uh, use this ministry that you that you have now, uh, that you've taken, taken on and that, uh, not only here in Arizona, but all across the world, people Man. can hear uh, what God is doing. And and one of the greatest, um, w- w- what I've heard many people say mm-hmm. is that sometimes people don't care how much you know about Christ or mm-hmm. how much scripture you know, how many stories you know. They want to know what he has done for you. Yes. And we are living testimonies. We're living vessels of what yes. he has done. And that really is is powerful. Yes, Our voice is powerful. And um and so we'll be praying that the Lord use this ministry and that the people that you interview and the people you speak to can uh, be influential and be uh, impacting to those who are listening to, to your podcast. So thank you again for the opportunity and, the, and to be, be, uh, being able to be candid and open uh, in, in our session. And uh, the same to your wife and your family. We, we, you. we send our regards and, and uh, thank you again for, for having me tonight. Again, my pleasure with all mine, bro. Thank you so much. God bless you, bro. God bless you. Take care.